0: Championship
1: team from baseball's top personalities. The great Chris Russo joins us once again to the game's top player. Joining us is the all-star Matt Chapman with us. You never know what
0: stories you're going to hear.
1: If you make your way down here, I, I might be able to make some time and go out there and see
2: the great Chris Townsend.
0: This is a's unfiltered with Chris Townsend.
1: Welcome to a's unfiltered with Chris Townsend. This is a real special edition as this will be the farewell interview With the skipper Bob Melvin, 11 years in Oakland, 853 wins, the most all-time by an Oakland A's skipper to 764 losses, constantly in the playoffs, two-time AL Manager of the Year, and really one of the great A's of all time. Here is my final conversation with the great Bob Melvin. Well, joining us here on A's Cast Live, he will always be one of the great A's of all time and what he meant to this franchise, what he meant to us on this show, what he meant to all the broadcasters. And now we wish him all the luck in the world as he's now heading south to manage the San Diego Padres. I'm not going to say this is the last time he's ever going to be on A's Cast Live, but uh, Bob, we are... I, 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 I'm. It's so tough for me. I'm grinning my teeth, but I have to say congratulations on a great deal.
2: Thank you, Tony. I mean, man, it, it, as hard as it is on you, it's three times harder on me. I mean, I'm always going to consider myself an Oakland A. I loved every minute of being an Oakland A. And even now, after you know, accepting this and knowing the excitement and knowing the potential and possibilities are here, it's bittersweet in the fact that I, I just don't see myself in a different color. But you know what? Things happen in baseball, and even talking to my players, I was really worried about that. But not one of them said they're harboring any you know feelings towards me. They realize this is a business. They understand the situation I was in, where nobody's really sure what the next direction is here uh, in Oakland. But you know, all things considered, it was just, it just felt like it was time and, you know, th- th- there's still a good team in place. My coaching staffs, they're still, and they will continue to hit the ground running there. I feel good about that. I'm not running out on a team that's a, a bad team right now. There's still a playoff caliber team. You know, if things uh, go in the direction where all these guys are still here, but just sometimes there's, there's, t- it's a time and, and it just felt like this was it
1: you know, when you got here, there wasn't a culture and there were a lot of issues inside the clubhouse. There was a lot of issues in the organization. You changed all that. And even though there were so many different people and things and hurdles that were thrown at you, you you still made it work. And you just said, you know, you're leaving, but you're leaving, you're leaving us in a good place. And I just want you to elaborate on that, that you know what you built, you know what that is still there, and that's because of what you did. Well, I,
2: you know, I was a part of it, and that, that's the culture we created there. Is it was always us. It was never about me. It was about us, and that's the way it has to be if you're going to change things and it's going to be powerful and everybody has a voice and everybody's, uh, you know, a part of that process. But the fact of the matter is, Billy Bean is still there, and if Billy Bean is there, then you're always going to have a chance. And I appreciate him and what he's done for my career in extending me, you know, through thick and thin. We did have three years there that we weren't very good. So he's meant as much to my career as anybody. And as long as Billy Bean's still there, then then Oakland is always gonna be in a good place. And and it always has and will start with him.
1: You know, if you, you you have to say goodbye to the fans, the fans that loved you so much. And I know, like, on the nights when we had fireworks or it was a bobblehead, you wanted to win so bad for the fans because you love them and they loved you. How do you say goodbye to the A's fan base?
2: Hey, I, I can't. I mean, I, the, the, they were, when I first got there, and I didn't know who anybody was on the team, basically, and wasn't familiar with anybody. It's a really, really you know, similar situation to what I'm walking into here right now, but they were my main inspiration. And, and I was a fan of the Oakland A's. I've sat in those stands. I've said oftentimes I've gone to concerts in the Oakland Coliseum. The fans there were my inspiration to get me through what it was a time there early on when I wasn't sure how long I'd be there. I wasn't comfortable but it always resonated back to me that the fans uh, and I was one of those were really, really my main inspiration. I'll always say, th- thank the fans there. They've always meant a lot to me. Uh, when, when things weren't going well, I felt, I felt bad. I felt responsible because I knew that uh, I did not want to let those fans down. Um, so that's, that's when a, a, a real constant uh, every day I was in Oakland A.
1: You know, I think about that one moment we had in 2012 where the A's lost that final game to the Detroit Tigers, and it was an emotional season. It was raw emotion. And you called in to the postgame show. We didn't ask you. You called into the postgame show to say thank you to the fans. And fans for years have said, I pulled over because I was crying what it meant to have Bob call in. I don't know what kind of connection you're going to have with Padre fans, but the connection that you had with this franchise and and, and these fans, I don't know if you'll ever get that again.
2: You know, Tony, you're going to make me cry here. So, um, you know, it, it's interesting because I, I was in, in the car with my, with my daughter, Lexi, and I was listening to the show, and I felt like it was winding down. And I literally pulled over. I pulled my car over. She goes, what are you doing? I said, I'm calling into the show. Hopefully I can get in because I wanted to thank the fans for what they meant for us that year. And we would not have gotten to the postseason. We would have not gotten to that last game and won it without the fans there. So you can call them fans, but they were more than that in Oakland, especially that year. Uh, They picked us up and they carried us to the end and, you know, the last day. After the last game, we're finally in first base at first place. Our fans were a huge part of that.
1: You know, when I I, when people were wondering, like, why did this happen? Because this was just out of nowhere. It was uh, really off the radar. I tried to explain that that for you and, and your wife and your life that this isn't going to be a long-term deal. You got a couple more years in you, and I know there's things that you want to do. You want to travel. You want to experience life and that there's so much uncertainty here in Oakland. It's just a reality on the field, off the field, that this was a more stable opportunity. And really, with the with the players that you got in San Diego, Bob, wouldn't you say you're walking into a situation, I mean, they need an adult in the room. And if they get that adult in their room, who knows what this team can do?
2: You know, I appreciate you saying that, and there, that that was a lot of, of part of the decision. Um, you know, in, in Oakland, it's it's no secret there's cycles every few years. I don't know if that's going to be the case, but I had to consider that, and I had to look at this situation and say, you know, where do I have one really good chance left? Because this is going to be it. This will probably be it for me. Um, and I didn't even know that I, that I would manage three more years. But looking at this situation here, you have to commit. Uh, for a period of time, and all those things that you just said were, were a lot of the consideration on why I finally had to, to make a move.
1: So when you go into something new, obviously this is going to be different than when you get, you know, you got to show up and in Chicago, you have no idea who your players are. And We're talking about 2011 when you showed up to replace Bob Guerin, and you had to look at the back of guys' jerseys to know who they were, Then you got on the plane and you're looking at the media guide, trying to figure out who your players are. This is a whole different situation. You're going to have an off season. You're going to have a spring training. What do you think it's going to be like getting to know a Fernando Tatis or a Manny Machado or an Eric Hosmer?
2: Yeah, those names, you know, Um, but it's, you know, it's the same type of process, but like you said, it's not in the middle of the season. You do have an off-season to get to know guys. You do have a spring training to go through to kind of get a feel and sense where the team is. Uh, going through some organizational meetings right now, which I'm starting to get a little better sense. But I do feel, in a lot of ways, similar to when I did when I first got there, that you know I'm kind of the lone ranger here. I really don't know too many people here. Everybody's trying to do their best to make me feel comfortable, and they are but like you said it's just a little bit different in the fact that you, you, you know you you have some time you're not hitting the ground running in the middle of the season so in, in that respect it's different
1: you know so many years in oakland it you know it's obviously you're the skipper of the a's you're like the shiny new toy right now i mean what's that like being in those meetings in san diego you're like the you're like the present on christmas day right now
2: yeah you you have to realize that uh you know, when you talk about the age, you can't say we. And I, I do like every single time, and I have to catch myself, and I tell myself, "Don't do that again." And I do it the very next time again. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm glad this isn't during the season. Uh, and there's some time to get used to that. Got time to get to used to new colors, a whole new place, a whole new ballpark, a whole you know everything. But to to, to think that you can just say, okay. Um, you know, you just move on from your days in a place like Oakland, as long as I've been there, that's, that's a really hard thing to do.
1: How are you going to build your staff? Have you started working on that? Cause you, you got, you got a lot of guys you got to go out and get. I know they hired a pitching coach before you got there, but uh, that can't be easy.
2: No. And you know, at least we have a, a, some time to do it. And, and actually the pitching coach I was interviewing during that time. So, I knew Ruben from his days in in Cleveland and what he's meant to that, that pitching staff for years and years. So that wasn't just said, Hey, look, we've hired a pitching coach. I was actually part of that process to an extent.
1: Well, we know this team has swagger. So Cody wants to ask you a question and and he would also like to say goodbye also.
0: Uh, Bob, you know, thanks again for all the time you gave us. Uh, I know we exchanged a text last week, but you know, for all the time you gave us over the last couple of years, with the Bob Melvin show, uh, and even my time going back to when I worked at the uh, at 957, the game when you were a guest with us on the morning show, I appreciate all the time. But I do want to ask you: Will we see you in a swag chain this year in uh, in San Diego?
2: <laughs> you know, you you actually have to to do something uh, to to wear that chain, like hit a homer or something like that. I'm guessing I I'm not going to do that. So unless someone actually puts it on me, uh, I'm guessing no. So. Uh, I've been told that maybe there's some pictures out there superimposed. I don't know about that, but uh, that is for the players, and these are the guys that really uh, actually make the difference. So, short answer to your question is, I'm probably not going to have one made and wear it openly uh, around town all the time. Uh, that's more for the players. But great question, Cody, and thank you so much. what you, you know, we have a long relationship. I feel like you're a friend of mine. And uh, you know, you both, you guys have meant so much to me. So I, I appreciate appreciate you coming on and asking me a question.
1: You know, it's uh, so interesting about San Diego, which you know a lot of us up here kind of understand with the Raiders. Is when the San Diego Chargers moved to LA, they became the only game in town, and San Diego really is embracing, as you said, with attendance, the place is electric. But just not, you know, talking about attendance, just knowing, you know, being from there and my brother being a season ticket holder. How does it feel that you know that there is a city that is absolutely jacked that you were down there?
2: Well, you got that right. You know, as we said, you know, last year and it was a Tuesday night and there were forty thousand people in the stands and Tatis ends up hitting a homer and then Machado and it felt like a playoff game here. They are the only team in town. They were third in attendance last year and didn't really open up to full capacity until later on in the season. So uh, it, it is a place that that is really, really digging for a for a, a, a playoff team, a world champion. And, uh, you know, it just seems like, you know, a lot of the things that you try to consider, it seems like the, this place is kind of at a, headed towards a crescendo as far as you know, where, where the fans are, you know, such a great ballpark. Uh, The commitment that ownership has made to the players here, the payroll and everything is kind of as good as it's ever been here. So obviously that played into it.
1: You know, you, 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 you've been around a lot of great players, hall of famers, you know, when you first came up with the Detroit Tigers all the way to being around Ichiro or Randy Johnson, Uh, Fernando Tatis seems to be like one of those guys, like, think about all the great hall of famers and players you've been around then you look at this kid do you see this kid being like those guys you've been around
2: yeah I mean look he's really young still but he's one of those guys you just can't take your eyes off of and when you come to watch a baseball game you know he's the kind of guy that you watch him at the plate you watch him in the field you watch him go into the dugout you try to peek at him when he's in the dugout he's just one of those exciting players those generational type players that you can't Take your eyes off. Of. So, um, yeah, that's going to be exciting. You know, Manny Machado's not too bad a player himself. I mean, every year that when you go into when the season opens, that Manny Machado's name is is you know in for the MVP. So you have two really really prime time players here. That's that's awfully exciting.
1: Well, when you do your first Bob Melvin show down there in San Diego, I hope you feel like you're cheating on me.
2: <laughs> that's, that's a great way to end it Tony uh, <laughs> guilt me at, at the end I appreciate that but you know I will and you know me well enough to 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 you know get that little dig in at the end because you know that's how I think and and I'll try to put that out of my mind when I do it but but now uh, it probably will be that way every show I do
1: well I'm not going to cry Bob but no one's going to miss you more than me nobody
2: well thank you and uh Man, it's, uh, you know, there are times in your life where you have to try to reflect, but I think Chris Bass said it, Chris Bassett said it best, you know, you just, you know, try not to be sad about things. I'm trying not to be sad about it, um, and I, I'm awfully happy that I was able to do that. is a big part of my life. I'll never forget
1: We'll always love you, Bob. We'll always love you. You be well, my friend, and we'll be rooting for you.
2: Thank you. and appreciate everything, Tony. You're the best.
1: Boy, that was an emotional. I mean, I I, I had tears in my eyes, and I know he texted me right after talking about how uh, tough that interview was, and he almost broke down. But that's how much he loved you, the A's fans and the A's organization. He will be missed, but we will root for him in San Diego. That will do it for A's Unfiltered. Now back to AceCast, powered by iHeartRadio.
0: This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics.
2: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it.